0: Let us pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated, please. Good morning. We gather on this second Sunday in Easter. And if you were unable to be with us last week on Resurrection Sunday, I'm glad to inform you that the celebration continues. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen. Hallelujah. We know that the resurrection is not simply an episode or narrative event in the life of the church. It's also a practice, a task, a way of being in the world, really a way of practicing life together, a post-resurrection life. So what does this post-resurrection life look like? What does this post-resurrection look like? What kind of space did the resurrection of Jesus Christ create? I think this is an important question, as we, too, here today in 2018, we are a post-resurrection community living in the 21st century, seeking to follow Jesus and to practice being a beloved community of disciples, a beloved community of followers of Jesus. What does it mean to be a post-resurrection community? Our gospel lesson for today, indeed all of our lessons, invite us to consider this question by pointing us in the direction of community. Our lesson from the book of Acts paints a picture of a community where sharing and caring mark the understanding and practices, not only of the community, but of their public witness as they witness with great power and great grace. The Psalter invites us to envision this community, community of old, where the words, how very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is refreshing. It is healing. Community. In order to answer the question, what does the post-resurrection community look like, Scripture points us all all the time, points us back to community. It's what we find is community. And in our gospel lesson, we find a community of disciples. It was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors were closed because of fear. We find a community hemmed in by pain, by fear, perhaps uncertainty. The followers of Jesus, in the midst of that confusion, in the midst of that context, Shot through with fear, discover that the crucified one is in fact the resurrected Lord. The Lord that comes into their midst and reveals to disciples of old and to us disciples today who have not seen but yet believed that resurrection means that love wins. That love wins. Recall, it is for God so loved the world that God gave that God gave God's very own Son, that love wins. And because love wins, this community is distinct, marked by a very distinct event in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But being distinct does not mean being distant from everyday reality, because we find a community afraid, doors shut. This is not a community removed from the realities of everyday life, of settled polarities of who's in and who's out, settled political ideas of power, oppression, settled ideas that mark and also shape and inform a specific understanding, a way of being in this society. We're not situated beyond the realities of the world. It's being a resurrection community that proclaims that love wins is not to be removed from the world, but to be sent into the world with a new vision for the world. And we see that in our gospel lesson. We're reminded that among the disciples, there was Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, quite possibly the realist, I'd like to think of Thomas, most of us know him as Doubting Thomas, perhaps Thomas the Skeptic, Thomas the Postmodernist. You can just add whatever you want. This is Thomas. Thomas hears that Jesus paid a visit, but he wasn't around for that first visit. And so Thomas tells his group of disciples that community gathered in that room with the door shut, filled with fear, he tells them this. He says, I will not believe until I see and touch. I will not believe until I see and touch. And then we have eight days that go by. I think this is important. It says that eight days, or really the week went by, And the disciples were there again in the house, and Thomas was with them. I think this gives us one more layer of what a resurrection community that proclaims that love wins looks like. You see, you have no missives about doubting Thomas. You have no one writing a dogmatic treatise about Thomas and how wrong it is for him to doubt the resurrection of the Lord, you have no one, no one in the crowd questioning Thomas's place in their midst. They were together again, and Thomas was with them. It tells us a little bit about what this community values. It values community. It doesn't isolate or ostracize because there's some sense of question that lingers in the heart. And I think this is important for us today because I believe, and I'm one of them, I show up with many questions in my heart. Questions never mean that we're beyond this great grace that is shared amongst God's people, that this community marked by resurrection that proclaims that love wins is a community that has space for anybody's questions. I won't believe until I see. I don't know if it's connected, but a good friend of mine told me a story about Niels Bohr, the famous physicist, He invited a friend over to his country house, and as his friend made his way toward the front door, he passed the gate, and right above the gate, there was a horseshoe. And so when Niels Bohr received his friend at the door, his friend asked him, Okay, you really got to explain this to me. You're a man of science. Yet you have this horseshoe because a horseshoe is a superstitious item in some cultures and it's supposed to bring good luck and protection and ward off evil. And his friend says, what's going on? Why do you have that stupid thing above your entrance? You're a man of science. And Niels Bohr responded, well, I have it there. I have it there because I heard it works. Even if you don't believe in it, (laughs) it's there. It works, even if you don't believe in it. Thomas has a question in his heart. Many of us live with deep questions. And the beauty of a resurrection community is that you can come with your questions, with your doubts with your demand for empirical evidence, and you will find a community that will love and say you want to see the resurrected one, watch us do the resurrection as a people. Watch us reach out to the community to wash feet. Watch us gather around children who are learning the basics of reading as we tutor, as we love on, as we make our lives We extend our lives to others. Watch the character of our community, a diversity and unity in Christ, where no one is writing a missive at the door or putting down a list of prerequisites before you can walk in the door. No, this is the place where you find welcome, radical welcome. And you also find Jesus, who knows the very pieces that bother trouble or long for rest within us. Jesus came and spoke with Thomas. Because in a resurrection community, we can trust the faithfulness of our Lord to show up. But he shows up to send out. Shows up to give gifts. He shows up not with condemnation for Christ did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to redeem the world. And resurrection means the resurrection of everybody. To send them out with the gift of the Spirit, to be the presence of God in the world, to continue to proclaim this good news, to continue to invite those who are still working through many deep questions. a community where love wins. It's a community where the fact that love wins meant that we continue to invite people to walk through the the waters of baptism, Camilla, Emma, Sarah, and Gannon, children who are here to discover that there is a God who loves us and moves toward us and invites us in to this great family to step in in order to step out. Because love wins. Love wins. And that's why we continue to be a presence here, a cathedral community that proclaims that love, in fact, wins in this city, in this neighborhood. Love wins. We continue to proclaim our baptismal covenant and live out that baptismal covenant to raise up the dignity of all to proclaim the goodness and love and mercy of God to anyone who will listen, to be the presence of Christ, the hands, the feet, the voice, the eyes, the embrace of God with great power and with great grace in our community because love wins. It's love. It's love that Motivated, informed, infused, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to show up on Memphis, in Memphis, to cry out for justice for sanitation workers, but this prophetic vision was larger than simply Memphis. We're talking about a resurrection vision that calls down justice, rolled for justice to come down like water's. Because when love wins, it motivates. When love wins, it infuses us with that same longing and desire for justice to roll down from heaven. And indeed, it does through the hands and feet of God's people. Because love wins. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is an affirmation of that truth. Love wins, even if you don't believe in it.